Welcome. First of all, welcome. This is Unsolicited Perspectives. I'm Bruce Anthony, your host here to lead the conversation in important events and topics that are shaping today's society. Join the conversation by following us wherever you get your audio podcasts. Subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch our video podcast. Rate, review, like, comment, share. Share with your friends, share with your family. Hell, even share with your enemies. On today's episode, it's the Sibling Happy Hour. I'm here with my sis, Jay Andrea. We're going to be talking Beyonce, Allison Russell, more Black inventors, and some reactions to some interesting questions. But that's enough of the intro. Let's get to the show. What up, sis? What up, brother? I can't call it. I can't call it. I'm going to see you soon. Yes. Live and in person. Live and in color. Not much color uh, for the people who are listening, but some. <laughs> you mean for the people that are watching? No, for the people who are listening, because they, uh, you know, if they never watched us, they don't know us. Not a lot of melanin floating around here, but. And for you, for me, there's plenty, but uh, for you, not so much. It's a, you, you're not that much. More than completely different colors. At any rate, we're not going to get into (laughs) colorism (laughs) because we got we got a lot to talk about. I know I got a lot to talk about. I know you do because you you sent me some stuff this morning, and I was like, "Oh, Jay chose violence today." (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Came in hot. Okay, came in hot. I was like, "All right, I guess this is what we talk about today," and that's cool with me. Um, Yeah. I am excited to see you, but I'm gonna be real honest. I'm real excited to see Roscoe. I'm I'm, I'm yeah. real excited to meet Roscoe. That's yeah, gonna, I know. That's gonna be I an know. interesting I, drive. Yeah, I am not looking forward to it. But you know, the way that I trick myself is by leaving really, 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 really early in the morning. So by the time it's like breakfast time, I'm usually like halfway there. So okay, that's how I trick myself. Because if you leave. You know, it's a ten-hour drive. Mm-hmm. If I drove it straight, which I'm obviously not going to do, so it's you a, can't because you got to pull over to let little Roscoe out. Yeah, so it's going to be a thirteen, fourteen-hour trip, right? Yeah. If you try to do that in the middle of the day, it's going to feel like it takes forever. Yeah, you're right. Because it's the whole damn day. But mm-hmm. if you start two, three o'clock in the morning, it just doesn't feel as long. So, yeah, but I know nobody is. Uh, no, don't nobody care that I'm coming home. They just are excited that I'm bringing Roscoe, and um, you know that's that's fine. I get it. You know, um, I'm not gonna say it don't hurt my feelings a little bit. Uh, it does um, because I'm pretty great too. But I get it. He's a puppy and he's adorable, and uh, yeah, I get it. Oh, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I am going to get tired of Roscoe really quickly. Because I've yeah. been without a dog for a yeah. while. Yeah. And it's gonna be like, oh, okay. All right. And he hasn't he hasn't been in like a building building. So no. it's gonna be interesting to see how he interacts interacts because my neighbor got two yappy ass dogs. Mm-hmm. Um so it's gonna be interesting to see, you know, when he hears other dogs barking, how is he gonna react to that? And i also I should probably leash train him. I didn't. I just just occurred to me. Yeah, I should probably leash train him. Really important. Luckily, he's so small that you could control him. Uh, yes. But you have a harness for him, right? Nope. 
Don't have that. Um, yeah, okay. Well, that would be important. I guess who's going to uh, PetSmart tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, well, you can you can get it off of Amazon. It'll be there by the time you leave if you order it tonight. I, I want to see the size of the. You know what? This is this is not here nor there. We got a lot to talk about. <laughs> yeah, we. Are. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, my <laughs> sister is going to be on one, and it is back to back on one episodes because I dropped my on one episode on Tuesday. So yes. this is going to be another on one on on Friday. So you know what, I, Jay? Let me just do the intro to yeah. this first topic, and then I'm gonna just let you go. All right. Okay. Okay. So the first topic is Beyonce. Uh, her new song, Texas Hold'em, dropped. And it's finally started getting airplay in, on country music radio stations across the nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, initially, a station in Oklahoma refused to play the song, but after an online campaign, they added it to their rotation. Now, I am going to give them the benefit of a doubt mm-hmm. because... I didn't even know Beyonce was dropping country music. So if I'm a country music station and somebody's asking for Beyonce, I'm like, we're a country music station. No. Yeah. It would they would have to tell me, no, Beyonce's got some country music songs. Also, that particular country music station was so small that they don't get like record labels don't send them records. So they had to go gotcha. out to get the record. So I I I'm not going to say that that was racist. I'm going to say that that was, you know, Pretty understandable yeah. given the situation. When, when people call in to a, a small Oklahoma country music station and they ask you to play Beyonce's new song, mm-hmm. the, uh, the gut reaction is going to be no. Right. Right? Because this is a country station, you know? And so basically what the station has said was we, we didn't even know she had a country song out. We didn't know it was available for us to play. Now, most people knew this country song was out because most people watch the Super Bowl and that's where she uh, debuted both songs, I think. There's another song, 16 Carriages. Yes. Um, So she bought ad time or something like that. I don't know. I actually missed it, but I follow, obviously I follow her on social media. So I... Her, I was like, oh, she put, she's doing a little country, you know, and then all the memes popped up, you know, black people in cowboy hats, like, uh-huh. this is, we, you know, we coming back to country, all of that. <laughs> well, I will say, I did watch the Super Bowl, but I had the sound off. It was on mm-hmm. the second TV as I was playing video games on the other TV. I did not know that she dropped the song. HD. Right. You told me, and I was like, yeah. oh, Beyonce got a country music song? Uh Anyway, Texas Hold'em has topped the Billboard's Hot Country Songs chart at number one, making Beyonce the first black female artist to have a number one country song. Uh, 16 Carriages is also charting at number nine on the charts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These achievements are significant, especially considering historical exclusion of black artists, particularly black women from the country music genre. Yeah. Uh, so she's the black, first black woman to do this. This is a really big deal. So I did the intro. Go ahead. Yeah. Choose your violence. (laughs) As far as I know, um, the only other woman to do that unaccompanied. So no collab with another artist Mm -hmm. was incidentally Taylor Swift. So (laughs) Hmm. um, yeah, they are right. I'm going to speak to, I'm going to get to my little rant in a little bit, but I want to speak to something that you just said about, um, black female representation in 
country music. And it's true. I mean, you have black male artists, like we all know Darius Rucker yeah, and Hootie. Charlie Pride. Yes. Was he Hootie or the Blowfish? He was Hootie. Okay. Because he was the thought. lead singer. And I assume, I assume honestly, I, I, I don't know. Right. Neither one of us he, know. So, he was so. the least. It could have just been a name. It could have. And nobody was Hootie and nobody was the Blowfish. I, I don't know. Okay. Um, you know, you got Charlie Pride and Stoney Edwards, Blanco Brown, Jimmy Allen. These are all, we all, we know black male country singers, but we don't, there isn't a lot out there with black female country singers. So, so far from what I found, especially from the country music community, as far as artists are concerned, they're like, hey, Welcome. Right, they're like welcome. Um, All artists. Well, the ones that matter, um, <laughs> Garth Brooks and them. Uh, well, see, that's not Garth is socially progressive. Yeah, so that doesn't count. What are the Kid Rocks and the Jason Aldean saying? Oh hell, I don't know. You know, I my algorithm won't even allow me to search for anything that they well, say. Well, before you go on your rant, I could tell you somebody who did have a major issue with it, and when I found out about it, it broke my heart. John Schneider. Now, people might be like, "Who the hell is that?" He was I in am. Dukes of Howard. He was in Dukes of Hazard, the original mm-hmm. TV show. Okay. And he was Jonathan Kent on Smallville. Okay. He was Clark Kent's adopted father on Smallville. So a rando. He, who well, I mean, no, he ain't no I mean, Garth but he's Brooks. no, 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 no. He's not no Garth Brooks. Uh, but he made he made it clear that he was not in favor of pop, of pop or R and B artists jumping into country music. Uh, he expressed his views openly on his appearance on One American News. Take that for what it is on One American News. Uh, basically, saying that you know it's a situation where dogs are marking the territory. Um, and and there has been some other backlash uh, from Beyonce from fans. Yeah, it's not you know being fans of country music. Yeah, not really some of them not really being accepting, which is mm-hmm. kind of weird since Post Malone is about to drop his fourth country music album. That's and, in my uh, notes. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry. Let, let me stop. Let, go ahead. Go no, on. No, but go but ahead. you're but you're absolutely right because nobody is saying anything about Post Malone. Is anybody really, Lana Del Rey is is dropping some? Justin Timberlake had a crossover hit country music. He's a he's from Tennessee. Um, nobody said nothing about Taylor Swift. And then there's also a lot of young country music artists who draw on pop and R and B influences. So what what you're saying is fans of country music who don't want. Pop some, and R some fans some, of country some. music who don't want pop and R and B artists crossing over is that country music is a one way road, right? So you guys can pull stuff in, but can't mm. nobody take nothing out. Like, mm. So uh, okay, I get it. I get how it is. That's so disingenuous, right? Um, because country music is not probably. Out of all genres, country music is not a monolith. There are so many different 
ways you can express Americana music, period. I mean, it covers blues, bluegrass, all of that stuff, country music, like even within country music, there's so many different sounds because there's different artists who come from different backgrounds and they have different sounds. Mm -hmm. You got the old school banjo type country music and you have- Originated from Africa. And then you have, you know, artists like, like I grew up on like uh, Faith Hill and Shania Twain who were more pop country. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and who got mainstream airplay or Kid Rock, who's rap country, right? And oh. uh, isn't 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 my boy uh, Jelly Roll also rap country? Good question. But go uh, on, speak, keep going. Speaking of rap country, I'm gonna make this little aside because I think it should be noted. Nelly's Country Grammar was a country album. Now y'all didn't y'all was acting <laughs> like it wasn't. Y'all was acting like it wasn't. <laughs> Just because he was rapping. Right. But that was a country album. And that boy is a country <laughs> music. Oh, uh, yeah. He, he's country. Yes. Underlet, underlet, mama. Yeah, yeah. That, it, listen, now I know that's from Speedy Gonzalez. Okay? <laughs> right. <laughs> but that, I mean, his songs were country music. Mm-hmm. They were, They were, you know, with hip hop influences. But... I found just just uh, a FYI, Jelly Roll scored his first number one song on country radio with his debut country single, Son of a Sinner, in July of 2023. So, yes, even Jelly Roll, who's categorized as an American rapper, also has done country music. And didn't nobody say nothing about uh, about that. And, and and hey, can I just say this also? One of the reasons I like country music is the song titles. Just son of a sinner. Son well, of a sinner. That sound. It sound like it's good. Like it sound good. Text I mean, it does. It sounds like, good. You know, well, I like, mean, it's a po- it's poker. Well, she just took poker. Well, all I know is it sound like it's good. And country music, <laughs> they have great song titles. Time out. What you just said was country as hell. Alls yeah. I know. Yes. <laughs> just, just stop it, okay? Stop. I know, I know we talk I know. about country, I'm but just into stop it. it. I am. I'm in. I'm all oh, in Lord. on this. Okay, so I found this great opinion article on KXN KXAN Austin by Maya mm-hmm. Turner, and she listed out the reasons why Beyonce is country music. One, okay. Beyonce is a Texan. Yeah, there you go, right there. Okay, she's a Texan. That's she, country. It's country as hell, and mm-hmm. she listened to the country music. She's a Texan. Yeah, yeah. Yes, okay. Um, this is not her first country song. Anyone mm-hmm. who listened to the Lemonade album remembers Daddy Lessons. Um, and when she dropped that song, um, there was an article in the Associated Press where Garth Brooks said, welcome to country music. <laughs> like, welcome. Once again, right? Garth can't be your only defense uh, Blake Shelton. Like, okay, Blake yeah, yeah. Shelton. Well, even well, Blake another social progressive. <laughs> like we got to right. find them people. We got to find them ultra conservatives to say, again, yeah, Beyonce, come on in. Again, my algorithm won't even let me type it. It'll <laughs> it, it will autocorrect to auto-correct. something progressive. Yeah. It just ultra conservative. Social progressive. No, that's not what I typed. Yeah, it'll autocorrect. So okay. the, the right. way I cannot even I don't know where to even find that information. Okay. Um, 
In 2017, she performed at the CMAs with the Dixie Chicks, who then went on to... They're just called the Chicks now. They dropped the, the Dixie. Chicks? Okay. Yeah, they dropped the Dixie. I don't like the chicks. I feel like well, they... they dropped the Dixie because they didn't like what it stand for. And then there was a no, backlash between I the country it. music community that turned on them. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that, that was actually a thing. Well, there, so. there was... Uh, and it's also, again, socially progressive. Mm-hmm. Yep. There you uh, go. So. There's a common theme. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, again, this is a thing about country music being a one-way road. Beyonce has been sampled... By country music artists, including uh, Mickey, and I'm going to butcher this last one, Gutton, Reba McIntyre, The Chicks, Sugarland, Dolly Parton. Sugar has Hill even, Gang. Not the Sugar Hill Gang, even though they are also great. We're talking about Sugarland. <laughs> Sugarland, um, okay. Even Dolly Parton, uh, in an interview with Trevor Noah, says she wanted Beyonce to cover Jolene, which is mm. Probably one of my favorite country songs, which lets you know, like, like I'm a mainstream country music listener. Don't try to don't don't get in the comments and try to like debate me about country music because I'm just gonna be googling the whole time. Like, if, if it's on, <laughs> I'm not that deep in it. Um, right. But, um, yeah, there. I, I think any backlash that she is receiving from country music fans or the industry or what have you um for them to say we don't want pop and r&b artists crossing over it's, it's such a disingenuous argument she's not the first ray charles had country songs lionel richie the pointer sisters you just you know talked about post malone uh lana del rey jelly roll yeah, Jelly Roll, Lana Ray is coming out with a country album. Taylor Swift, who I assume is pop, but has also had success in country. Yeah, she's pop. She's. I was trying to yeah. think about it the other day. What is Taylor Swift? She's pop more than anything. And I'm not yeah. a Swifty, but she is pop. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, there's some component to it that is that can be racial. But I also think it has a lot to do with they know Beyonce's gonna eat. Mm. And what does she do? She's number oh, one she, on the She's number one. Yeah. She's got two country songs on the that country are in the top ten. that are in the top ten. Like yep. and if country music loves anything, they love a diva. I mean I don't know. I don't know that Dolly, much about Par- Dolly music. Parton is a diva. Like, like you can't. They love. They love it. The glitz, the the shiny cowboy hats, and they the still wearing rhinestones. You know, Beyonce gonna put some rhinestones. Yes, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know fringe, if the, fringe I, hanging from the jacket. I don't oh. know if rhinestones is still a thing. I don't know. Rhinestones are always gonna be a thing okay. to the end of time, but. Uh, there's a you know she's um ushering in a new era of western wear people have been seeing you know she's been dressed in cowboy hats and bolo ties she showed up to the grammys like that you know she's been wearing uh western style clothing and people are buying it why because it's beyonce like y'all i will say the cowboy hat been around ever since gloria was wearing the cowboy hat in um the thong song no, the cowboy hat has a much 
deeper and richer history. And Big Pimpin'. She wore it in Big Pimpin' as well. Gloria. Thong song. I well, I'm just knew. I'm just saying that Gloria wore the, the cowboy yeah. hat in the in and Big Pimpin' when when, when I, Pimp C when Pimp C was smoking hot, pulling up, putting a lean up in my cup. Ladies and gentlemen, um, <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna what? No, walk finish, right finish. past that. I'm gonna walk finish. right past that. I'm choosing yeah. to walk right on past that. Um so what so the thing that I think if people give it a chance, especially you know, those fans who are who feel like they're opposed to it and it's not racial. Like you literally are like, oh, here comes a pop or R and B artist trying to Some of it ain't racial. Right. Encroach on our territory. Yeah, even some though some of it is absolutely racial. Those have racial <laughs> undertones when you say <laughs> encroach on our territory. I've already explained to everybody that listened to the the last episode on Tuesday how black people originated both country and rock music. And really, I explained how they originated all genres of American music comes from black people. Yeah, if, and, it, I, it, and, it, and it's not us being funny or self-aggrandizing. It's just the musical history. It's just it American self- music history. Just look it up in a book. On American music history, is, is it self-aggrandizing or self-grandizing? Is it in or grand? Because I kept saying it, I kept saying it on one episode, and I could have said it wrong. I had to just tell somebody uh, recently. They tried to say that I was using hyperbolic wrong because they're an engineer, and I was like, "No, I'm, I'm using it right." And they were like, "That's not what it means." And I was like, "Yeah, no, hyperbolic means uh, exaggerating." Oh, it's yeah. also an it's also an engineering term for a, an instrument. Ain't and nobody I was like, talking okay. about that. And, and I'm not and talking it, about that. Yeah, uh, first of all, context matters, people. Mm-hmm. If I'm not talking about nothing engineering, and that was what? a lawyer, so I thought they was good with words. It had me questioning my vocabulary. I was like, well, I know I'd be messing up some words sometimes, but I think I think I got that one right. No, <laughs> I looked it, it up. It, I was like, no, I got it right. Yeah, no, it's self-aggrandizing. Aggrandizing. So it's not yes. in, it's not grand. No. It's self-aggrandizing. So I said it wrong. Yes. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen out there in the world today. Oh, I mean, you know, sometimes you, be, sometimes you say something yeah. wrong. That's, that, that's life. Yeah. And that's coming from me. That's right. life. That's but a- I think... Um, what is important to remember, and a uh, this is a quote from nationally syndicated country radio host Bobby Jones, who has the iHeartRadio morning show, The Bobby Jones Show. He said, With country music, it's all about the message, how you are able to present it, and the authenticity of it. It's not just an acoustic guitar and a cowboy hat, I think the message of being true and honest has stayed the same from the beginning. And I think the Beyonce song fits that mold. And I a hundred percent agree. Um, but for the people who are just racist, I definitely think that there is a segment of that population who literally believe that what is bothering them about it is the fact that she is a pop artist 
crossing over in the country. I think there are people who genuinely believe that that's the problem that they have with it. Not that she's black, even though if they dig a little deeper into that. It's because she's black. Right. Um, yeah, that's all I feel about that. And 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 also, she made a point of saying that this album is sort of like an homage to black American music roots. So mm-hmm. like the artists that she's chosen. So for instance, like Rihanna Gibbons, um, who plays uh, the banjo in Texas Hold'em. And then in 16 Carriages, the steel, uh, the pedal steel is played by a uh, a gentleman named Robert Randolph. So these are two black folks who are in Americana or American root music. She's highlighting black roots musicians, highlighting the the whole Renaissance album series. It's going to be three albums is a tour through black music history. Mm. And that is what she's giving us and i think i think it's going to be amazing i think people should just give her give her a chance hey there podcast listeners it's bruce anthony here and welcome to another episode of unsolicited perspectives today i want to talk to you about something that's been on my mind lately the importance of staying hydrated and taking care of ourselves whether it's prioritizing our health and wellness or gearing up for festival seasons or just gearing up for whatever season or time of year there's one brand that's been my go-to for all things hydration liquid iv speaking of health and wellness let's dive into how liquid iv can fuel your well-being imagine starting your day off right feeling refreshed and energized. Liquid IV Hydration Multiplier is the missing piece in your daily routine. With just one stick, you get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone. It's perfect for those early mornings, pre-workout boosts, moments when you're just feeling run down, or even after a late night or long flights. I absolutely love how convenient Liquid IV is. The packaging makes it easy to bring with me wherever I go. And let me tell you, it's become vital daily part of my routine. The flavors, <laughs> let me tell you something, they're incredible. From refreshing sea berry and strawberry lemonade to classics like lemon lime and watermelon, there's a flavor for every preference. It's like a burst of hydration with a hint of deliciousness. Picture this. One stick of liquid IV mixed in 16 ounces of water, hydrating you two times faster and more efficient than water alone. And with 12 mouthwater and flavors, you'll never get bored with your hydration routine. Plus, liquid IV is packed with five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and of course, vitamin C. It's also made with premium ingredients, non-GMO, free of gluten, dairy, and soy. This is hydration at its finest, but it doesn't stop there. Liquid IV believes that access to clean and abundant water is the foundation of a healthier world. That's why they partner with leading organizations, finding innovative solutions to help communities protect both their water and their futures. It's incredible to know that Liquid IV has already donated over 39 million servings in 50 plus countries around the world. They truly walk the talk. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code unsolicited at checkout. 
That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code unsolicited at liquidiv.com. Remember folks, taking care of ourselves should always be a priority. So why wait? Head over to liquidiv.com, pick your favorite flavors and experience hydration like never before. Stay refreshed, stay hydrated, and keep rocking those unsolicited perspectives. All right, Jay, so that first segment, it wasn't complete violence. I no. had more violence and venom than you did. Uh, so that was surprising. My violence and venom is still coming from last weekend. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so yeah. that's what that's coming from. But if we're going to choose violence and venom, Mm-hmm. This next subject is definitely one that uh, is going to lead to some violence and some venom verbally, not yeah. physically, verbally. Obviously, yes. Alison Russell. For those people who don't know who Alison Russell is, Alison Russell is a Canadian singer-songwriter currently living in Nashville, Tennessee. This is important to note. Mm-hmm. Musician and activist. She's been a member of various music groups, including Pooh Girls, Poe Girls, uh, Birds of Chicago, our native daughters and sisters of the Strawberry Moon. Now, I don't know of these groups personally. Um, but they sound like they you sound- can put it on and smoke a J and just drift. Right. It, it really, really, really does. She released mm-hmm. her first solo album, Outside Child, in 2021. Her second album, The Returner, was released in September 2023. She received a total of eight Grammy nominations. She won one, four Canadian Folk Music Awards, and two Juno Awards. I don't know what Juno Awards are, but uh, I'm going to assume that they are pretty important. Yeah, I don't uh, know what they it's, are. it's uh, awards presented by the Canadian Academy of Recording Arts and Sciences. Okay. So it's is it their Grammys? No, because she had some Canadian, uh, no, it was a Canadian folk music. So maybe it is their their Grammys. All right. Once again, I want to bring back the fact that she currently lives in Nashville, Tennessee, or roundabouts, Mm -hmm. Nashville, Tennessee. This is important. Okay. Yes. A resolution was proposed in Tennessee state legislator to honor Allison Russell. It was proposed by one of the Justins from Tennessee. Justin Jones. Y'all know the Justins from Tennessee. They were the yes. ones that was kicked out of the Tennessee uh, legislator only to be brought back off of a special election. Mm-hmm. Um, he nominated this resolution for her Grammy win. However, the resolution was blocked by a House Republican caucus chair, Jeremy Faison. A similar resolution honoring the band Fillmore for its Grammy Paramore. win. Fairmore? Paramore. Paramore? Oh, yes. Okay. All right. Paramore. Well, that's a stupid name. No, no it's not. No, uh, Paramore. Listen, Paramore. Black, black people love Paramore. So no, I, I was joking. Don't don't attack me. <laughs> Paramore. I'm sorry. I just never heard of you, but I'm old. I'm old. Yeah. That's all. That's I'm right. old. Um, another resolution was brought up honoring Paramore for its Grammy wins. That one was actually approved. This has led to accusations of racism and sparked a lot of conversation as to why one resolution was accepted and the other one was not. It was a white group. It was a black woman. The Mm -hmm. white group was accepted. The black woman was rejected. 
Um, Russell responded to the situation by calling out bigotry from the Tennessee GOP, because it's not like the Tennessee GOP wouldn't have been accused of bigotry before. The Justins faced that. Um, I'll get into more, but I want to hear your thoughts about this whole situation. I mean, we just, (laughs) (laughs) we just, uh, you know, we talked about it on this show about um, the Justins uh, and Rep Gloria Johnson. Um, They were voted on to be ousted from the Tennessee legislature because of their protest uh, against uh, gun violence or for gun reform. And only Gloria Johnson, a white woman, escaped uh, being ousted. So, I mean, it's not like, what did they say? Oh, it was decorum, decorum, which again, feels like a dog whistle. Yeah. Not surprising. And if you think that, um, it's because, well, Alison Russell, she's an activist. She has, she's been critical of the Tennessee legislature before. Because once Um, again, she lives in Tennessee. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, but guess what? Paramore, also a Tennessee, uh, band also has been, uh, critical of the Tennessee legislature. So it it was, so you can't say it's because of her activism because they did, because Paramore didn't have the same, uh, you know, weren't blocked in the same way. Paramore blocked at all. No, right. So Paramore, unsurprisingly, said, "Y'all can go. Y'all can go to hell." Um, they basically, <laughs> <laughs> they basically told the uh, GOP-led House uh, in the Tennessee Legislature to, to go to hell. Um, the lead singer Haley Williams said in a lengthy statement, "The blatant racism of our state leadership is embarrassing and cruel." Myself, as well as Paramore, will continue to encourage young people to show up, to vote with equality in mind. So shout out to Paramore. This is also another reason why Black people love Paramore. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it's not surprising. Um, again, it, it's a, it's like the erasure of uh, Black people, particularly Black women from uh, folk or Americana uh, music. I had to look it up because she is an American roots music artist, and I was like, "What is that?" Well, it's actually. Does she be? Uh, does she play with the roots, the group, the band? She does not. But okay. I would right. love that collab. I liked where your I like where your head's at. Um, mm-hmm. No, American roots music or Americana <laughs> covers a broad range of musical styles, including blues, bluegrass, folk, gospel, and traditional country among others. So it's actually all of those fall mm-hmm. under the umbrella of country because country, modern country is an evolution of all of those genres. If you listen to Tuesday's mm-hmm. episode, when I told you the history of country music and why black people were the creators of it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, as a, a brilliant black woman being uh being blocked, yeah, that's not gonna stop her. It's not gonna stop her hustle, and t- nobody is taking the Tennessee state legislature seriously. 
Well, I mean, I mean, you have to take it seriously because it's, it's yeah, a state legislator. Um, so, but nobody's about, surprised. Nobody's surprised. So, obviously, if they block this resolution, more specifically the House Republican Caucus Chair Jeremy Faison, obviously he would give a reason why, right? Yeah. No, he didn't. No. In a no. punk maneuver, he blocked the resolution, bouncing Jones' resolution back to committee, where many objected consent items often meet their demise. In other yes. words, he blocked it, it's going to go back to committee, it's going to die. Yes. Jones wrote on his social media uh, that Russell has worked tirelessly to foster an inclusive Nashville through her music and continues to make Black history here in Tennessee. Once again, if the argument was from the House, uh, from the from the state legislator that she's not, she doesn't live here, then they that would be a legitimate argument. However, she lives in Tennessee. Paramore is based in Tennessee. That's the reason why they were resolutions brought up for both groups because they won Grammys, both of them. One was blocked, one was approved. Yeah. The, the approved one was the white group, the blocked one was the black female. There is nothing to be confused about any of this. And that's not all Nashville was known for this week. Oh, because boy. last weekend, in downtown Nashville, not some small town in Tennessee, not some backwoods town in Tennessee, in downtown Nashville, a neo-Nazi group had a march in broad daylight. Middle of the afternoon, they're out there marching. I was curious. Mm. I'm going to take a little detour. I was curious because I saw this okay. in the news. And, you know, I get my news from various different news sources. Right. So I was very, very curious, and I'm about to take a detour, and I'm going to try not to get us canceled, but I'm trying to make a point. Okay. I'm, but I'm trying not to get canceled. So, ladies and gentlemen, just listen to what I'm saying, please. Hear what I'm saying. Okay. Oh, good. You know that you know there's going to be a, a segment of the population that just will not heed that one. Yeah, I know. I know. I know they will. But <laughs> I, I'm going to say what I'm going to say anyway. Okay. These neo-Nazis are obviously anti-Semitic, correct? Yeah, that's literally the main thing right. that makes you a Nazi. Right. So I saw this in the news. So I went to one news source to find out if it was at all in any of the headlines or any news story. And what was okay. that news source? Fox News. Mm-hmm. Was not in on their website, absolutely at all. Dominated on everybody else's websites. Yeah. NBC, CNN did stories on their main broadcasts. Fox didn't do anything, at least on foxnews.com. Okay. But, but, but they were quick to call out anti-Semitism through colleges and other companies and things of that nature. Fox News was. Mm -hmm. But didn't point news to a neo-Nazi group that is marching in Nashville, Tennessee. What does all of that mean? What that means is, is they care about anti-Semitism or they care about Jewish people when it's important for them to point fingers at somebody or some groups that they don't like. 
but they're not going to point fingers to the politicians mm -hmm. that are actually supported by these groups. Case in point, nobody on Fox News talked about how there were neo-Nazis in the state of Florida that had swastikas and neo-Nazi flags right next to DeSantis and Trump flags. They're not going to bring that up. But yeah. Harvard, Yale, Ivy League, institutions that they have a problem with, they are quick to see, they're quick to point out these institutions, these people are anti-Semitic. I just want people to pay attention to the news and see the slant that they're trying to do. Either you care about Jewish people completely and totally, or you don't. There is no gray area for being against anti-Semitism. Mm -hmm. Either you're against it all the time or you're against it none of the time. Fox News likes to pick and choose. They well, did with this very major thing, and they should have. Well, let's, let's be clear. Fox News is a tool of the conservative party. And the conservative party in this country does not care about Jewish people. They don't support or uh, not support Jewish people. They don't care. They don't care about children. They don't care about women. They don't care I about say everybody. I'll say, I'll say. Well, we're talking about large... the, the Fox News crowd. Uh, okay. I, mm, Yes, only yeah. because they only watch Fox News. Right. So they're only seeing what Fox News presents to them. And this right. is the point I'm trying to make. Fox News gives them information that Fox News wants them to have to push a certain agenda. And they become indoctrinated because if you see something all the time, you believe it to be the truth. Well, this is the thing that I I think I want to get you to understand is that when you see Fox News, what you don't see is the quotations around news, right? Like it's mm -hmm. not. It's the the whole station is a tool for oh, propaganda. Yeah. I know that. What? what? Oh you, yeah. You talking oh, yeah. to me or you talking to the audience? You, you talking yeah, to me yeah. or the audience? Because I, I know yeah. these things. That's the reason why I yeah. brought it up. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, I just want to let the audience know that I know that. I'm hope, I'm trying to enlighten you yeah. in case you didn't know that. But I'm going to assume most people that listen to this podcast. They Probably, already know they, that. Yeah, they, they already, already know, know that. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, like I said, they don't care either way in any of the, they don't care either way about abortion. They don't care either way about, they are self-interested. Yes. So it, Fox News is a business. What, whatever is going to further their self-interest, they'll be on that side of the issue. Period. Yeah. Um. They don't actually care. Because I can tell you this article, there was nothing about this article or this story that was on Fox News when I first heard about it. Because mm -hmm. I heard about it before you sent me the article. I think I heard about it sometime last week. It was actually, Tennessee was on the map this past weekend because the neo-Nazi mm -hmm. thing happened and then this happened, the state legislature, which is just also another bad luck. I know it happened that the march happened before, but they had to go for permits because one of the Justins was down there. Matter of fact, the Justin that put this uh, resolution together for Allison Russell was down there 
mm-hmm. counter protesting the neo Nazis. Uh, and yeah. even gave a speech uh, on some court, maybe the courthouse steps or something like that. So they knew the state legislator knew that this was going to happen. And then they still didn't pass this resolution. It's a bad look for the state of Tennessee. And let me tell you, I love Memphis. I would move yeah. to Memphis. Mm-mm. No, no, no. I'd move to Memphis. I'm, uh, I'm uh, Now I need to check out Nashville because Nashville looks like it might be popping. I, I hear Nashville's fun. Not because of the neo-Nazis, because, you know, Allison Russell is down there and, you know, yeah. Justin's the Justins just be popping up in Nashville. And I heard yeah. Nashville is dope. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think you're wrong about that. Um, so anyway, shout out to Allison Russell. Shout out to Paramore. Uh, shout out to uh, Justin. Uh, was it Justin Jones? That was, It was Justin Jones. Yes, Justin Jones. Yeah. Yeah, and JJ. Gloria Johnson. Let mm-hmm. you know we be forgetting about Gloria, but Gloria be right there with them. Gloria do be right there with them. You right? I Gloria saw Gloria a... at the Source Awards. No, no, you didn't. <laughs> no, because I don't think <laughs> they got the Source Awards anymore. I, they might. They might. I don't know. I don't. Know. I don't. I'm pretty <laughs> sure they don't have Source Awards. I, actually, I don't know. But um, shout out to Allison Russell and shout out to uh, to Paramore. For standing their ground and being like, yeah. no, you're not going to do no disservice to Allison and think we just going to pop up. Yeah. Miss us with all that. And, and I love us. that. That's how we that's how we get people to look at themselves when you yes. when you make them be accountable for their actions and you stand up. Um, so, yes, I like that. And uh, she said something and I love it. She said the Tennessee GOP blocking it. I take that as a compliment. In case y'all didn't know, I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm bliggly black, and I'm black, y'all. Uh, <laughs> why? Why did I just do that? Well, that's a little cut from the movie CB4. But more importantly, we are pointing out black excellence yes. throughout this month. And I told everybody, I'm going to be pointing it out all year long because y'all gonna stop giving us the shortest month of the year this year it was an extra day but even in 28 days it's still shorter than 30 we got we got gypped out of two days so i'm going to do this year round and the person i'm going to talk about today you most of the people out there probably don't know he's the inventor of this I'm talking about Lonnie George Johnson. Who is Lonnie George Johnson? Well, he was born October 6, 1949, a boomer. And also, <laughs> consequently, I said, I think Gen Z will be the next great generation, mm-hmm. but the boomers are actually the greatest generation, not what is constituted as the great generation, which are those people born in 1902 to like the 1920s, those people that went off mm-hmm. to World War II. It's actually the boomers because you're not going to tell me that the greatest generation was the generation that didn't do nothing until they got punched in the mouth and then all of a sudden decided to fight. The you're boomers, not going to tell me it's boomers. Well, the boomers were the ones that were fighting for civil rights, for mm-hmm. women's rights. They were the mm-hmm. ones protesting the Vietnam War. Very they true. were the ones that made change in Absolute, this country. Absolutely so we might we might knock them now because they're old and crusty. Yeah, they got, and, they got old and they forgot- well, you know, 
Well, that's kind of what happens. What they did when they or, who they were when they were younger. Or did they not get the appreciation of which they deserved and maybe a little bitter about it? What what else do you need besides the GI Bill and cheap education and <laughs> no, but what else think do about you it. Need? <laughs> think about it. They get dragged you by the younger generation. No, outright. they get think about it. They get dragged by the younger generation. Mm-hmm. They say the generation before them, which is labeled the greatest generation, called them degenerates and hippies and needed to get their life together. So they were shitted on by the, the previous generation, mm-hmm. shitted on by the, the generation after them. They never they have never gotten their credit for the social progress that this country has made under their watch. Yeah, they have. And I'm sorry. Oh, you're a generation that gets shit on by the one before and after. Welcome to the club. I'm sorry, but literally everything going wrong in this country, the media loves to blame on millennials, even when it's not us, it's Gen Z. Case <laughs> it's in not point, Gen, you mean Gen X, not Gen Z. No, Gen Z. Case in point, they just put young people under the umbrella of millennial, but it's incorrect because millennials are in their thirties and forties. We have children and mortgages. So when I was seeing like, especially like during the pandemic, you know, young people at the beach and stuff like that. And they're like, here are these millennials not heeding advice. Excuse me. We're home working and now trying to teach our kids because they can't go to school. They got to do homeschool. And we just realized we can't stand our spouse because now we stuck in the house with him. <laughs> so we tried to buy a puppy to break the tension. And oh, now we got this bad dog in the house. Like, no. A lot of people no. return them bad dogs. That pissed me yes. off. Yeah. That pissed that's, me off. That's it, a dick move. But yeah. um, nobody gets more crap from society than millennials. And we didn't earn it and we don't deserve it you know who got a lot of crap lenny george johnson during this segment because we started sorry lenny george johnson i'm sorry lenny george johnson let's circle back to what carter g woodson fought for (laughs) negro history week black history month born october 6 1949 he's an american inventor aerospace engineer an entrepreneur, of course. Yes, he was of born in Mobile, Alabama. He earned a BS. That's like a BA, but it's a Bachelor of Science in mechanical engineering. Because a lot of people don't know what BS is. They don't. It's bullshit. Oh. No, never mind. He earned a BS in mechanical engineering in 1973, a master's degree in nuclear engineering in 1975 from Tuskegee University. He holds an honorary PhD in science from Tuskegee University. Uh, he's a distinguished, he has a distinguishing engineering career, career, not career, uh, with the U.S. Department of he Energy. He had a career. Well, he had a career when I tell you what he invented. Uh, mm-hmm. He a distinguished career with the U.S. Department of Energy, he worked for NASA uh, and the U.S. Air Force before devoting himself full time to inventing. I'm going to get to what he invented. But mm-hmm. during his time at NASA from 1979 to 1991, Johnson worked on a variety of projects, including the Air Force Missions Lab, developing a nuclear power source for the Galileo mission to Jupiter. Cool. Very cool. But that's, that's not what he invented. In 1989, he came up with what all millennials 
Gen Xers, Gen Z mm-hmm. played with. Yeah. The super soaker water gun. Yes. Or if you're black, super soaker. So, right. If you're black, it's super soaker. Yeah. <laughs> yes. we, for some reason, we ain't say super soaker. We say super soaker. Um, yes. The prototype combined a PVC pipe, acrylic glass, and an empty plastic soda bottle. Uh, the, the super soaker, the gun is manually pressurized air to shoot water with great power, range, and accuracy. Uh, this was completely different than the punk water guns that we used to have that, that basically now, was nothing. Our childhoods were built on them little dollar store squirt pistols that didn't, that didn't hit nobody. Okay, you couldn't shoot, no, you had to be right, fun. yeah, no, you had to be right up on somebody to hit somebody. It taught us what stealth, how to sneak <laughs> up on somebody, because you it was a close range. Gu- you know the little squirt guns; they was about a twenty-two. They I was, would say they they was worse than the twenty-two. You had to get <laughs> real close. You, you had, had to, to get put, close. You had, you had to, to get point blank range. <laughs> they had to be contact. You had to be gun on skin contact for it to yes. have for it to hit its target. But when he came out with this super soaker. Mm-hmm. You could be at great distances, yeah, and shoot and shoot the gun. Now, yeah. it it sold later, but it didn't sell a whole lot because the soup the first Super Circle went on sale in nineteen. I said it too, Super Sucker. Uh, the first Super Sucker went on sale in nineteen ninety and was originally called the Power Drencher. Now, mm-hmm. I don't ever remember the Power Drencher. No, <laughs> and, I don't. And, and, that does not sound as cool as Super Soaker. Yeah. Super Soaker, it's the alliteration of the two S's. It, right. It rolls off the tongue. It and, does roll off the tongue. Yeah. Super Soaker. Uh, so what they did was it was rebranded the Super Soaker Super Soaker in That's 1990. That's why you just say Super Soaker. <laughs> Super Soaker. It was rebranded the Super Soaker in 1991 and then was advertised by a bunch of TV commercials. Look, let me tell you something. If you was alive watching TV in 1991 and mm-hmm. you was an adolescent, them Super Soaker commercials was coming on every 30 seconds. Yes. And I, I remember running to mom and dad. I need yeah. to get me a Super Soaker. And them guns yeah. weren't cheap. No, they weren't. They, they were, were not. not they were not cheap because in 1991, when they rebranded the Super Soaker and started advertising them commercials, two million of them suckers were sold. Mm-hmm. Eventually, the Super Soaker has gone on. Super Soaker has gone <laughs> on to generate more than a billion dollar in sales. Yeah. Now. This is just the the one thing he invented. He has invented a lot. Like I said, he was a part of yes. a mission. He was part of Galileo that went to go, went to Jupiter. Yes. Jupiter. And here I am talking about the Super Soaker because you know why? The Super Soaker was important to me. But he also <laughs> founded his own company, the Johnson Research and Development Co. Incorporated, in which he is the president of. Mm-hmm. Uh, also in, in 2022, Solid State LLC and Johnson Energy Storage and Johnson Electromagnetic. Electric <laughs> Electromagnetic Mechanical. Look, Super Soaker, he got he got some businesses out there. My he man, got some businesses out there. He's inventing, he's got technology development companies, and he is doing his thing. He's doing his thing. So yeah. Black Facts. Black Lenny facts. George Johnson. 
the creator of the Super Soaker. Wonderful. So proud. So proud. He filled many a child's summer with giggles. You know what I was always jealous of? I did eventually get one of them little, one of them little, little super soakers. But mm-hmm. I wanted the one that had the extra, the extra, the backpack where it had the extra yes. canisters on the back. Yes. And you had a hose connected to the gun and it our, was like a shotgun. Our aunt had that. Uh, oh, she, she did? Yeah. I don't remember Maria, that. M- Maria had one. It, she had it in her apartment with the tanks on the back and everything. I actually believe that she did have it. Cause, yes, uh, she absolutely yeah. did. We found it. And <laughs> did we, we were break like, it? Ne- well, me and our younger brother found it. I knew it had to be you two, y'all two, yes. common Because we were nosy. Yeah, yeah the we were nosy. We was going through stuff. And I think she had like the whole set and it was just like under her bed in storage. And of mm-hmm. course, why was we up under there? Who because y'all knows? was bad. Y'all was bad. Yeah, the we were bad. Both of y'all was bad. Yeah, we were bad. And uh, and we found it. We were like, this, can we, can we live here? Because this <laughs> is all we need. We don't need food. We don't need a bed. <laughs> we just want to play with this super soaker. <laughs> Look, let me tell you, we have been bothering our Aunt Maria mm-hmm. for decades because she had a racetrack when we were living in Illinois. This is, yes. I don't need, I, you, you were born, but you weren't like, you weren't like around, around. And I was, a I was you could yeah, just say that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you wasn't, you don't know this, but yeah. she lived upstairs and uh, she had a racetrack and she was like, it's fine, Bruce, for you to play. Just make sure I'm here. And, I and, broke and into her race place. Track is, he's talking about the RC racetracks. Yeah. Like the, yeah, like the Hot Wheels type of thing. I'm yes. five or six. I literally broke into her place, mm-hmm. played yes. it, broke the racetrack. Yeah. And try to act and try to <laughs> act like I didn't break in and uh, <laughs> break the racetrack. But I think it was like twenty years later, I bought her a new racetrack, so she mm-hmm. she got a new racetrack back. Well, at least you replaced it. Yeah, at least I replaced it. That's so that nice. was Lenny Lenny George Johnson. Uh, but Jay, before we end, yes. I found something interesting on the internet, and I wanted to ask you your opinion. Okay. What to you is the best? Passive aggressive insult. The best passive aggressive insult. Well, I have two mm-hmm. that I use. Okay. The first one is you like it, I love it. I am calling you an idiot. That's universal. And and you've just done something dumb, or you're about to do something dumb. And I know that you've already You've already double, triple down on it. It's going to happen. There's nothing I can do to dissuade you from it. And so at the end of that, I just, you like it, I love it. One time, one of my boys said that to me. And I wasn't paying attention at first. And he was like, if you mm-hmm. like it, I love it. And I was like, yeah, thanks. And I said, wait a minute, hold up. I know what the hell that means. <laughs> yes. All right, you said you had two. What was the second one? I just, it just slipped my mind. <laughs> Okay, ADHD. ADHD. <laughs> All right, this isn't necessarily an insult, mm-hmm. but it's a passive aggressive way for me to insult somebody okay. without it being a direct insult. Okay. This is what I love to do. All right. Okay. Uh, this typically works when I break up with a young lady, uh, but this 
has been in the works for this year of me not no longer hanging out with friends. Right. Right. I say this last thing. I wish you the best in life. Take care and God bless. Because I don't mean none of it. <laughs> not well, I, I mean I kind of do. No. <laughs> I kind of do, but I do that on purpose to be yeah. so pleasant as to act like and most of the time I I actually don't care. <laughs> like yeah. really yeah. I am absolutely done with the situation, so I, yeah. yeah. So I but I'm doing it in a nice way when other people when you end things with people in relationships, friendships, uh relationships, business relationships, what have you. Mm-hmm. And the other person feels like you don't feel any pain from that that you're not bothered by it. That yeah. pisses them off even more. Yes, and they won't leave you alone. Because <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> misery loves company and they have to make you feel as bad as they feel. And they can only do that by continuing to contact you. Yeah. And hopefully, with, with all boy, they go through all the stages of grief. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. And all all the stages. Yes. If I go through the stages of grief, you ain't gonna know about it. Now, mm-hmm. that's necessarily probably not healthy, but but that's <laughs> the way I deal with stuff. Yes. You leave me yes. alone. And so for those people out there that were once my friends and mm-hmm. are no longer my friends, but for some reason they're still listening to the show and still follow me on social media, even though I'm not gonna respond back to you, or if I do <laughs> respond back to you, because I will if you send something to me, I will say something. It'll just be yeah. real short, typically one words. That's also a passive aggressive thing that I do mm-hmm. to get back at people. Just mm-hmm. know that uh, I really didn't feel no pain from it. I really, yeah. uh, emotional cutoff is real. It's with me. called emotional cutoff, and it's like flicking a light switch. It is really it? Is. is it healthy? No, no. not healthy. <laughs> just told that by several therapists. Yes. <laughs> It's therapists that told us. It's therapists that told us, oh, what you're doing is called emotional cutoff. And, <laughs> and you don't and, have to do his accent. The crazy thing about the, the fact that I keep doing his accent is that it's the wrong accent. It is. <laughs> it's the wrong accent. It, it was is. a therapist that we had back in the day. Y'all don't even know all that. But anyway, Jay, <laughs> what do you want to tell the people out there? Because obviously it wasn't a, sef- a second uh, insult because you couldn't remember that. Dang, and you know what I was thinking? I was, it was on my mind and I completely forgot, but maybe I'll remember for the after hours. So that will be uh, a reason for everybody to tune in. But for what I want to say to everybody is like, look, hey, when you get a puppy, people don't care about you anymore. They only care about your puppy. And that's that's okay. Um, that's part of it. That's part of pet ownership. And, uh, you know, just, just ride the wave. Anywho, <laughs> as always, I want to thank you for watching. I want to thank you for listening. And until next time, as always, I'll holla. Whew. That was a hell of a show. Thank you for rocking with us here on Unsolicited Perspectives with Bruce Anthony. Now, before you go, don't forget to follow, subscribe, like, comment, and share our podcast wherever you're listening or watching it to it. Pass it along to your friends. If you enjoy it, that means the people that you rock with will enjoy it also. So share the wealth, share the knowledge, share the noise. And for 
all those people that say, well, I don't have a YouTube. If you have a Gmail account, you have a YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can actually watch our video podcast. But the real party is on our Patreon page, After Hours Uncensored and Talking Straight-ish. After Hours Uncensored is another show with my sister. And once again, the key word there is uncensored. Those are exclusively on our Patreon page. Jump onto our website at unsolicitedperspective.com for all things us. That's where you can get all of our audio, video, our blogs, and even buy our merch. And if you're really feeling genuine and want to help us out, you can donate on our donations page. Donations go strictly to improving our software and hardware so we can keep giving you guys good content that you can clearly listen to and that you can clearly see. So any donation would be appreciative. Most importantly, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for listening and watching and supporting us. And I'll catch you next time. Audi 5000. Peace.